here we go. Another episode of Staying in Trouble. Happy to be here. This is an episode I've been looking forward to. Uh, what's up, Eric? What's up? How was your week? It was good. It was good. It was busy, but kind of relaxing over the weekend. We're uh, Seems like you're always relaxing over the weekend. <laughs> well, sometimes weekends, you need that. We're working on trying to get the Knights game on tonight. Tonight they're playing the Boston Bruins. And um, But anyways, we have an, a special guest here tonight, someone I've been looking forward to talking to about uh, sports betting and uh, the sports books here in Las Vegas, what's the best way of doing it. We're going to have talk get into it, uh, but I want to introduce him, Will Burtz. What's up, Will? How's it going, man? Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Um, well, I came up being a sports enthusiast, playing any, all kinds of sports, whatever I could get into. And um, still this day, I play a lot of soccer, indoor, outdoor, and uh, played golf all up through school, uh, even turned professional in my college years. And uh, that took me quite a while, and now I'm, now I'm working out with you, Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome, man. So I went from playing to just watching now and a lot of betting. So, hey, when you say you, you turned pro, was, did you, like, earn any money? Or was that just like, hey, I turned pro so that I could, you know, get into, you know, I could golf for free? Sure, sure. Uh, no, uh, really one of the stipulations is you, in order to stay in amateur, you cannot accept money. And it got to that time where it was, it was time to start taking some money in for, for the skills. You know, got to get paid. So uh, I don't know, the brochure for, uh, for uh, you know, when we buy tickets and whatnot from the colleges, they're like, you can't buy them a hamburger. You can't be buying them dessert. Nobody will catch you. And really? so, oh yeah. So that's, there is no dollar threshold. It literally can be a $5 hamburger in and out. And, uh, you know, they're like, oh, you're, you're a booster now. You buy, you know, you buy a bunch of season tickets. So. So was that the same thing? Like I remember being a kid, uh, Tarkanian got in trouble for that. Right. That, like the uh, some of the players at that time, what was this, the mid-90s, early 90s? Was it about that time? Yeah. And and I, I guess they were accepting cars and a bunch of other bigger stuff than $5 hamburgers. But same principle applies, right? Well, I think we found that a lot in college sports where uh, some things have come out with some some big names at some big universities, maybe one or two. but uh, One or two just, just recently. You yeah. still haven't laid it down, though, on how that's all turned out, actually. It's still kind of hush-hush. Well, once Kansas got named, if you notice in, in college basketball, it kind of took a back seat. A lot of parents, actually, that I know whose kids are in club ball got really scared really fast because a lot of AAU coaches were secretly named in those investigations. And they started calling me to see what contacts I had to see, hey, what's the word on the street? Because, you know, Vegas historically has been a basketball town. And we're not just talking about UNLV. We're talking about the high school level, the AAU, the, the number of club tournaments that go on in Las Vegas is a large amount. And I've been exposed to a lot of people nationwide you know, being a resident here and going to a lot of these games and and kind of seeing how the scout system works, how, you know, the agent system at one time I thought about possibly being a sports agent and seeing how that system works. And so it'll be interesting moving forward in 2020 how that kind of all plays out, especially with the new law in California. You know, that's an eighth of our country that's forcing an issue really and nobody knows how that's going to pan out. Like, hey, are they actually going to pay players? Um, I was having a discussion last week, actually, with some friends of mine who were, uh, you know, scholarship players. And that was a discussion was, hey, you know what? They kind of are. You're like a full-time, full-time employee of the university. Because whether you, uh, you're judged on your conduct, you're judged on really your performance, you're judged on your academics, you're judged on so many variables and the expectation levels are super high. And that's usually, uh, you know, that has a big difference to play. A lot of people don't know that when you're a college player, they dictate your schedule. Like here's your training schedule, here's your study schedule, which for some people that might be a great 
advantage because they're going from complete chaos to, you a know, structure, a structure. Yeah. But for a lot of kids, that's where you see, you're like, oh man, I can't believe that kid is, you know, I can't believe he was smoking a joint and I can't believe he was risking his scholarship and his future over a joint. Well, that's like the tip of the iceberg. Like, you know, we all have different baggage. We all have different, you know, issues and problems. And, and so just because you're, you know, a quote unquote, like almost contract, uh, contract, you know, athlete doesn't make you any different. doesn't make you immune from that. And, you know, you, at some point you do need to figure out your future. So it's great to have, Will you in here because at one point you were a contract player for UNLV and now some years down the road, you know, you had to figure out, oh, my life, my life is more than just being a student athlete. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think it plays a big role, right? And uh, some of that I think, some of that I think is hard because we hold those student athletes to a totally different standard, right? Whereas, you know, you're a normal kid, we know, oh, he's going to be at a frat party, oh, he's going to be doing this. But like you said, when you see a student athlete doing that, all of a sudden it's like, well, he's the whole thing changes. Oh yeah, yeah. Now, all there's a whole another context to it, right? Like, oh, well, you have to be this, and we're going to hold you so much higher and above. Well, I mean, we're both going to the university. We're doing the same thing, right? I mean, I'm just yeah. playing sports, but now, like you said, I'm an ambassador of the school. I think it changes the whole dynamic and really the way people view you. Do you think the athletes want more, or are they just so excited to sign, like? Some football player, basketball player signs at a big university. He knows that he's going to be on ESPN. He knows he's going to be on TV playing. His name's going to get out there on his path to the NBA or NFL or something. Do you think they're willing to put up with, like, how they're treated just to get to the path of where they want? You know, I, I, think, I think it very, very much depends person to person. I think situation to situation. Uh, I think it can really change because, uh, you know, I'm sure there's guys who know that, hey, I'm good enough to go play ball. Uh, we might be playing somewhere junior college. I don't know, wh whatever, you know, and they say, hey, I might be out there. Maybe I am, you know, maybe I'm a D1 school, whatever it is, but I'm, I'm probably not going to do this forever. You know, sure would I like to, of course, you know, but I think some people are a little more realistic too. I, I think a lot of the, like the, you know, the pay to play act that they're coming out with. I think a lot of that comes now from when you look at the, the Zions and, and, and the Balls and those kind of families, right? Because they are bigger than life, and that's before they've really gone out and gone, you know, way over and above. Now, I'm not saying Zion had it. I mean, Zion was – that guy was a beast. There's no way you can't – you can deny that. But yeah. I think at this point, those are – I think those situations – um, I think previous athletes see those situations and think, man, if I was in that spot, I was that Zion, I would want to be getting paid off my name because Duke's blowing them up. Yeah, for you know? sure. But I, I think so. I think the previous generation of athlete who may have come from that system where they had people that they were playing with, whether it was, you know, in Michigan or, or Louisville or wherever, and they were getting, you know, their teammates were getting things, but they weren't getting anything, but they're just as big now. You know, and I think they kind of want to just make it fair for everyone. You know, and so I think they're kind of looking back at, well, I wish it would have been this way now, and now I have power and influence, so I'm going to push that. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, as a parent, uh, in one of our past episodes, we talked about uh, – I, I, we even had Marcus on here talking about his kids preparing to go to college and possible being student athletes, and me being, you know, coaching my kids and watching them come up in sports and stuff like that. That's something that a college – I don't, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a cheapskate here, but I don't want to really pay for college. Like, like if I have a kid that, wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, so uh, here we go. All right. We got the game on. Got to work on the volume here. All right. So we got the Golden Knights on right now in the first. Golden Knights up by one. One to zero. Now, but what I was saying is, like, I don't want to pay for college. If one of my kids can get into an organization that helps me out so they can get educated, and regardless if, it go, if they go professional or not, dude, that's huge on a family like myself that I I don't have to worry about I don't have to worry about they just score Riley Smith 
Who did it? Riley Smith looked like. Oh, nice. Beautiful pass across. We put her top shelf right where Grandma keeps the cookies, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right on. But but anyways, you know that's that's definitely something. Uh, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it all works out. I hope it. Yeah, you know, and and I 100 percent agree with you. And, and you know, back to your question, do you think some student athletes are okay with being, you know, held to that standard or having to act differently than than their peers? I think a lot of them are in that exact same case. You know, they, they don't want to have to pay for school. You know, I mean, I didn't want student debt when I came out. So I, yeah, mean, I worked sure. hard and I did what I could to make sure that I paid for everything. And uh, blessedly enough, I didn't have any student loans when I came out, which was great. So, you know, I was really, really lucky and very fortunate small population there. But um, I, I do think that there are a lot of student athletes that don't mind, you know, hey, I'm going to have to get up and I have practice. I have two days. I have school. I have to travel. And I have to be held to the standard. I think a lot of them do because it's an experience too. And yeah. you know, if there's things that you don't do, there's always the look back and I wish I would have. But I think, you know, when, when kids have that opportunity, and I think more and more now they're getting to realize it. But, you know, and I'm sure there's a lot of parents, like you said, I mean, the exact same way. Like, I don't know, anything, you know, any burden out of my pocketbook's great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gold Knights so are up 2 0 for those who are following at home. Um, you know, this is going to be a lot for me. I got yeah. the game on. Got I got Will, Will on here. the other side. Want to ask a bunch of questions, and I'm trying to stay focused here. Well, I, I, <laughs> it's like a normal night at the bar for me. I'm, I'm I was already looking at my lines right now. I just checking the lines for the game. So, <laughs> well, so Will, just you know, my background. I was born and raised here, second generation. Um, you know, as a kid, I played a lot of like, like a preemptive like fantasy. Uh, sports with my uh you know a lot of uh you know pick'em leagues it's actually not fantasy but pick'em leagues um with my mom's work and you know the crazy thing about that is you know actually after you start winning a couple of those pick'em leagues they tend to start not inviting you back <laughs> right when you're 13 14 15 year old and you keep winning the the pick'em leagues they tend to not invite you back and so but on the what I want to get to is like I personally have never laid a sports bet. Sure. So, uh, you know, can you walk us through like, because you know, on one hand you're like, well, why doesn't everyone lay a sports bet? Why doesn't everyone, you know, uh, why doesn't everyone win? I guess. Well, you know, I, I I like to think that sports is one of those things. It's uh, it's one of the great equalizers, and I think ESPN even has a commercial out about it right now, like you know. Where is it that a place, you know, a, a dream can start and, you know, an injury can be a beginning and things like that. And I, I think they, it's a good it's a good way to market it. But I think that sports is really a great equalizer in the fact that, uh, you know, even, even the, the saying, any given Sunday, right, any given Sunday you go out there and an athlete's an athlete and some people have great days, some people don't. So I think that's why it's like, oh, yeah, I could always win, but, you know, you never know what's going to happen really. I don't think anything's ever, you know, I don't think there's ever really a, a sure bet. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, something that that I always thought of, like, it's kind of weird, like Eric said, you know, being from here, I think there's a lot of guys out there, and this is one thing I brought up, is there's a lot of guys out there who would love to place a sports bet. But the, I, I think the intimidation, I think it's a guy thing, like maybe like the old school, like I don't need to ask for directions type thing. And they're nervous about bellying up to – a sports book and they want to put some money on the nights or and especially this time of year man this is an exciting time of year oh yeah absolutely. we have baseball playoffs going hockey starting up Football. uh football's in in full swing we got teams doing good surprising teams doing good if and soccer player soccer player follower like me epl's back on <laughs> and and with that that's Engli english premier league by the way i had a roommate I, in I college who yeah, was EPL, uh, from yeah. england and <laughs> and i didn't understand at first why he was so incessant about us getting like satellite tv to watch the premier league but at uh, what three o'clock in the morning yeah <laughs> I work nights, so it was it was no problem. I'd come home and he'd be you know watching soccer. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. There's there's nothing wrong with going to the bar at 4:30 in the morning if Manchester United's on. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> is that your team over there? That is my team. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. You know, so um, so to a to a new guy, let's I I guess let's start at the beginning. 
you know, for some guy out there, he he's seeing his team, his favorite team out there. He, it, it's in, he's in the playoffs in baseball, or his team, like you know, he's a 49ers fan, and they're four and zero, you know, starting the season, and say he wants to throw some money on there. Or it's whoever's playing the Dolphins the next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, what does he do? Well, say he has forty bucks in his pocket. He wants to put it on a game. Maybe he's going to a Golden Knights game, and I think that's something that would be fun if you're going to attend the game to also have a ticket in your pocket. That's that's actually something. It's funny you say that. I'm very religious about um, every game I go to. I bet. What if, and and I mean, and I'm not just saying Golden Knights. I mean, if I'm at a Giants baseball game. You know, and being a Bay Area fan, Niners, Giants, Warriors, um, I, I will bet any game I go to, and that includes the Aviators. That oh yeah, includes everything. Um, literally any game I go to, for me it's more fun and it makes it more interesting to be able to pick a side. Um, you know, and and it just gives you something else. You know, something else to be excited about. When I uh, I went back east for uh, some business a while back, and I went to a New Jersey Devils game. They were yeah. playing the Islanders, and I had no dog in that fight. I could have really cared less. But I was in New Jersey. Devils were at home. Yeah. I said, all right, well, I'm going to bet the Devils. I went and got a hoodie, and I cheered just, just like every other Devils fan out there. And it was and, and had a good time. It was great, you know. So, yeah. But it definitely does make it a little more interesting. And it's another thing you can sit there and watch a hockey game and just, you know, that you don't have a fight in and just, Cool, you know, clap every time. Every time there's a goal, whatever, you know, or yeah. or I could just bet the over, and then every time there's a goal, you just clap. So you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, there's definitely ways to make it interesting. But you know, back to your point, um, or even even your question, Eric, in the beginning, why do not win all the time, right? Because there are such things as spreads, and we'll get a little more into that. But you know, that makes it hard. That's why we have sports handicappers, and they're they're pretty good. You know, a lot of these times, sure, they'll they'll screw up a few, and there'll be some like, wow, where did that line come from? But yeah. I mean, for the most part, you look and. I can't tell you how many times, and I'll, I'll explain a little more as well, but I can't tell you how many times I've lived and died by the hook, which is the half point, which yeah. is just another name for it. It's a little jargon. So Wasn't there, and, and if I wasn't do there say, a big hook last week or something like off of that half point where? I, I mean, there was a few I can say. Um, it was, oh, man, what game was it? Oh, it was the, uh, oh, shoot. Oh, it was Penn State. I bought the hook there. It was 28 and a half. Yeah. You can pay extra to buy the hook on a straight bet, which, again, I'll explain all the jargon as we get into yeah. a little more. But, There's know, a lot of that in sports. And if in, I do say sports, something, but... please just you know say, hey, I don't know what that means. Cool, yeah. I'll throw it okay. out there for sure. Um, but I bought the half a point. So instead of paying minus 110, which is the price, I paid a little extra. And instead of taking Penn State at minus 28, saying they're going to win by 28 or more, I, yeah, or at 28 and a half, I got them at 28. Well, they won at 28 flat. So that's push. So I got my money back. But if I would have paid the regular price, taking the 28 and a half, I'd have lost that bet by a half a point. So that's where they call that getting hooked. Yeah. So. Oh, got it. Yeah, I, it's crazy too. I mean, what's your? It, it, do you do you kind of buy into the conspiracy theories? I mean, sometimes those spreads are so tight and so close. You're like, how do they? You know, it, it's just pointing at like every week. There's like three. They're like so spot on, right? Like the game of the week. You're like, there's no way. There's no way. I think the Hawks game was a point and a half. Yeah. And the Hawks won by a point, and you're like, "How is that possible?" Like, you know, you know. Oh yeah, you're right. No, that was. I think that's probably yeah. what you're talking about. Then yeah. yeah, I think it was the Rams were. I think the Rams were plus one and a half. So I mean, if you buy that hook, right, you push either yeah. side. Yeah. If you don't, you lose one side or the other that you take it on. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, yes, there are times where you're like, "How could you be that good?" Right. But, I mean, there are, there are a lot of analytics that go into it. There's a lot of things. I mean, historically, you can look straight the schedule, things like that. But there are times you're just like, come on, man. Like, someone's back there going, hey, do not get this first down. Yeah. <laughs> right. Feel, it, trust, it, it has felt that way many a time. And we always want to blame something uh, for sure. But then, I mean, then there's lines like the Sunday night game this last weekend, which I took a bath on. Um, I had Kansas City, and I kept in-gaming because I thought they were going to get close at least. And then losing outright, they were – Ten and a half point favorites to start the night. Yeah, and then they just lose outright to the Colts. You know, so I mean, you get games like that too. Yeah, yeah. It's. It, I think it's. You know, when you have games like that where the spread is so far off, or you know, the dog just is a complete upset. And I think even last season they were talking about that on the radio that a lot of dogs were winning. A lot, of, like 
an abnormal amount of dogs. I think like 64% or something. And so, you know, if you started off the season just betting the dogs, you were, you know, just in parlays, you were winning. And so, but yeah, it's those few games when you're, you know, when you're invested in it and you're like, man, come on, how is that possible when you get to the over so close, the under so close, and then the spread is so close? You're like, uh, they're pulling. And, you know, we come from Vegas, right? The infamous hot tub, right? The infamous, you know, it'll, you know, shed a little here, shed a little there, you know. The cheese still tastes the same if you, you know, knock a little bit off the block. So. Exactly. No, um, yeah, I mean, it, it is really hard to look at. And, you know, uh, and it depends what you bet, too. Like, you were talking about over-unders, people getting close to that. I'm not an over-under guy. Um, it depends. I'll, I'll do a little over-unders here, but I'm normally a, a spreads guy or a money line guy. So, I mean, that's where I go to. So, yeah, go to something simple. Like, literally, I literally have never put a sports bet in. Um, so and, walk us through. Yeah, yeah. what is that one? You got forty like, bucks in your pocket. Sure, sure. You got forty bucks in your pocket. You, you just walked up to your very first sports book area. You got a board full of teams and full of numbers. Oh no, let's go a little bit closer. So they're putting the new kiosk in at the T-Mobile. You're walking in the game. You park somewhere else. Wait so a you minute. Save the forty bucks, and you're like, oh, I got an extra forty bucks. You know, you know, what do I do? Right. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Adam, they're going to put kiosks in. It's in I don't a kiosk, know. like a gaming kiosk. Yeah, I gaming kiosk. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, the William Hill kiosk. Yeah. So generally, the William so Hill wait, 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 wait. You walk into an, a Knights game. I think it's going to be outside, T-Mobile. right? Or is it going to be inside? Do you know? I haven't heard what what they're going to do with them, and I haven't heard which kind of kiosk they are. So generally, the kiosks are not a kiosk where you put a bet in. It's where you can deposit money or things like that. Now they may have specialized ones now that you can have an account. And yeah. Do it through there, but if you do it through like a William Hill like that in that kiosk situation, you would have to have an online account. Uh, I think this one is meant for. I guess it's supposed to mimic the ones that are in London, and so in London, right at the stadiums, they have kiosks where you can just go up to the windows or go up to a kiosk and and lay a bet. And I think that's what it's supposed to be mimicked after, mm-hmm. after because. You know, they're just looking at, okay, hey, we've got all these people going to the game. Sure. How great would it be to lay a bet on the game that we're going into? For the same reason that you yeah, said. Yeah, that's exactly. true. No, I mean, and, and I'm, so I'm just I saying, like. I haven't heard. I'm not sure. Yeah. But say that's the case, right? Um, anything automated like that is going to be a little more user-friendly, I think. And it kind of takes away what you are talking about. That intimidation? Yeah, you, you kind of, like you said, a lot of people don't necessarily want to walk up to a counter not really know what they're doing. You got five guys behind you, yeah. and they're sitting there yeah. with papers and hands and pencils, and like clearly they're doing some research or yeah. or whatever they're doing, you know. But you kind of get that like, oh, what if I do this wrong? Or what if I do this wrong? Get out of my way, kid. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, Come on, guy, let's go. You yeah. Know? But um, in that instance, it, you know, it, it's great. You can go in there, and they may specifically only let you bet that game. Uh, I don't know exactly, like, say, yeah, like, I don't how, know either. how those kiosks are going to work. I have. But, I, I, yeah, I think addressing, like, Adam's question is, is, like, okay, how is this actually going to play out? Like, what is actually going to go on to where, you know, like, like, my buddy, he used to send me down in college and, hey, can you go place a bet? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I'm, like, literally, like, verbatim, I'm like, and then to ask me a question, and I, 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 I'm like, I look like a deer in the headlight. And the guy yeah. across is like, dude, you, you look like you know what you're doing, but you don't. Like, right? You're speaking <laughs> another language. And uh, it's funny about my roommate is, you know, he swore he won all the time. He's like, here, I can show you the tickets. I, I said, I don't care about the tickets. Uh, show me the money. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and what we made him realize early on is most sports, uh, most books are – you know, most successful sports books are in the middle of casinos for a reason. So if you do win something at the book on your way out, you can redeposit that into the casino coffers. And, uh, and uh, we, you know, years and years were like, listen, hey, you may say you're winning and you might be winning 60% of the time, but those blackjack tables that welcome you in with the free drink, they're winning ninety percent of the yeah. time. Yeah, they yeah. reach out and grab you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so like, say I want to, I want to, I want to play the the Knights game tonight. What was the spread on them? Uh, well, 
so in, in this case, like in hockey, yeah. the spread is always the same. It's called puck line, right? So it's always minus one and a half. So they're saying you're going to win by more than one. It's like baseball, your run line. It's okay. always minus one and a half. Now, if you're the favorite. If you're the favorite. Plus okay. one and a half if you're the dog or, you know, if, if you're the underdog. Um, but what will change is the price of that line. So, like, for instance, this game was supposed to be a pretty close game. So mm-hmm. the money line, meaning no spread, you're just picking a straight-up winner, right, was Golden Knights minus 120. So what that means is for every $120 you bet, you'd win mm. 100 so when it's a minus, it's the amount you bet, you get a hundred. So, for instance, if the Golden Knights so, were well, playing, so you say, so if you bet one hundred and twenty dollars, you only get a hundred back, or no, you no, get a no, hundred in addition to. You win a hundred, and it would pay two twenty because you get your money back no matter what. Right. So in that case, Golden Knights win. You bet one hundred and twenty, you get a hundred plus your one twenty back, so you get paid. Oh, that seems like a decent investment. You know, it's not bad. So basically, what you're. <laughs> so, I, mean, I know where Eric's going to be later on tonight. And all of a sudden, hey, well, can we, uh, can we, can we hit up uh, Green Dollar? It's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, you're basically paying 20 cents on the dollar, right? You're laying a dollar 20. That's another way to say that minus 120. You're laying a dollar 20. Yeah, I always hear that, and I, I had literally no idea what that means. And, and it's it, if you look at it the exact same way, because it's 120, right? That's an easy number to visualize. 120 means. Or I mean, if you I mean just use math, take it down. If you bet twelve dollars, you win ten. If you bet a right. dollar twenty, you win a dollar. So basically, you're paying twenty cents on the dollar for the favorite. So why don't more people just bet the favorite? It seems like that's a better hedge. Well, I mean, ultimately, it's it's real easy to say, oh yeah, then we'll take the easy favorites. Right. You know, but then again, that's where I'm saying. So like uh, when we talk about the price of the of the puck line, the price of the game changes as well. So it, it gets entirely more expensive to bet favorites, especially in a case where, like, the Golden Knights are at home playing the Phoenix Coyotes. You know, like that seems like easy money. Yeah, that seems like easy it, money. You know, and it, it really does. And I think, like I said, that's where sports becomes a great equalizer. It always seems like, well, yeah, I mean, we're we're crushing it this year, or even our first year, right? Right. But we were talking about this earlier at work about how. You know, that first year, the lines were so ridiculous for futures bets, meaning you're going to predict the future of whatever happens, right? Right. So, they were like a 13-to-1 yeah. or something. Well, I There got was a, like one or two tickets right in town that had, had them going to the Stanley Cup. Oh, there was a few. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think before they drafted, they released the first line, or right after they drafted, and they were 500-to-1 to win the Western Conference. So, I mean, that's money that you know, everyone wishes that it got back in on. Right? Oh, yeah. And it, it decreased after that, you know, with players coming out in a little preseason, us, obviously. But I got us just to win the Pacific Division, obviously the first kind of the lowest step at 40 to 1. You know, I put 50 bucks on that, and then there you go. And right. That's, that's a pretty good win for a $50 investment. Now, should it really, in, in, in theory, have happened? No, we, we were supposed to be terrible. Yeah. We were supposed yeah. to be awful. Especially that first year. Yeah. And there was a few people who put it down that they were going to win the Stanley Cup. Oh, and yeah. their tickets got huge. Oh, yeah. I, and, and it got to the point where it got so expensive for Vegas. You had, you had sports books buying people back out of their bets. You had people able is to that what Is that what helped? Have you ever, have you ever sold? I, I just hear, hear the advertisements on the radio about the ticket. Swap. Yeah, prop swap. <laughs> we does that actually work, that? or does people actually use it? Or explain that. So, prop swap is a website where you can list a bet you have. It could be, you know, a giant parlay that you put some money on, and there might be two pieces left of that parlay to hit, and it's going to pay a big number. You could list it, and basically, you can sell it for a fraction of what it would win. And someone out there will buy it for whatever fraction of that win which basically allows you to hedge early, right? right. Rather, rather than having to wait one more leg of that parlay, right, and getting down to your last leg. Because then you get down to your last leg, and if you have a ticket that's going to pay $10,000 because you put in this huge eight-team or something crazy, and you've got seven of eight, well, you're going down immediately. Well, hopefully, you're, well, I mean, you can <laughs> you got, I mean, you got, you got to have some cojones to let that ride, right, because that's ten grand in your pocket. But right. you could go down, hedge the other side for a fraction, and you may now you have a winner no matter what, right? Just depending how much you're willing to cut out of your of your hedge. So would you call that hooking a parlay? You're coming in halfway. You, you would never hedge halfway. 
Because there's, <laughs> there's a lot more time left. There's, a lot, there's too much time left for that. So. Like I said, there's going to be a few <laughs> stupid questions no, from no here around. I no just. But yeah, in that situation, no, you're not. You're not going to uh, like hedge like halfway through. But like I said, if you're down, say you've been in an eight-team parlay and it's down, you've got seven of eight right. Yeah. You know, that's when you're going. Okay, well, I'm gonna go bet the other side. You know, depending how big the win is. You For know, sure. If, if you bet ten dollars and it's gonna, you know, you whatever parlay you put a three-team parlay in and it's only gonna pay thirty. Like if you're really that vested and getting that ten dollars back, you know, maybe you would. If you have two out of three at that point, uh-huh. but if normally you only do something big for a hedge like that when you've got something really big going. So okay, so I'm going to start with some of the questions. Perfect. Who comes up with the odds? Uh, you have what they call sports handicappers. Okay, so does each casino have their own handicapper? Yes. So you can go Mine to. Will vary. They're always from scary. casino to casino. They'll well for like Red Rock or Green Valley, right? They're not going to vary because that's a station. Station. Casino, yeah, okay, yeah. got it. But like William Hill or Stations or Leroy's, you know, you're going to see shift. You're going to. So there's places of- online that you can kind of shop around. Oh yeah, yeah. And Vegas, find the bet that you want. Vegas Insider is one of the best ones. You can go to Vegas Insider, and it basically just has what looks like an Excel spreadsheet. You know, just like a matrix, and it'll nice. say at the Mirage Sportsbook, which may be an independently owned one or or whatever. You know, they but they'll have all these different ones. And, and it'll show you what the lines are. It'll show you what the prices of the games are. And, and I mean, they're all very, very close, generally. Nice. But, all right. But actually, so, because I've heard that on, on the radio in Vegas Insider. What's his, what's the main guy there, the older guy? Um, he's always on the radio from Vegas Insider. And, and But now listening to understand that half a point that everyone complains about is... <coughs> <clears throat> it makes sense that, you know, that's what they're complaining about is that, that little half point, you know, that, ah, you know, I, you know, why everyone isn't winning. So, so the odds aren't that big of a difference between one organization to another. You're like Eric saying, you're talking half points from say William Hill to station Stations, casinos. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's very much what you'll, you'll tend to see is it's, it's a very close trend like that. But so the other thing, right. Overall, a game can shift, and you may hear about you know people talking about you know sharps betting heavy on one side to shift the line, or someone coming in and betting a bunch of money on one side. What happens there is the more money that gets laid on one side, the casinos are going to try and take some risk out of that, and they'll start changing the line to appeal them to to appeal you as a consumer or even the sharps. Sharps sharps are like pros; you're big time, you're professional. Gotcha. Um, people like that will actually with a bunch of expendable money kind of thing, they will bet one side really heavy to get the side to line to move down point, point and a half somewhere where they like it. And you'll, or even you'll just see a game where the public goes nuts on, you know, they call them, you know, Sharps and Joey, Sharps and Joes, or like the Cowboys. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll see games that start out, you know, as a 15 point favorite. And next thing you know, it's 13 and a half. You're oh, like, wow. oh man, you know, and and then you, if you watch, especially too, like if you have an app and you watch, you'll see Sunday morning, you'll see line shifts go nuts because it's like the last chance. And if the, you know, especially like I said, if the if a lot of the sharps or the pros come in, and the the, the public has bet up one side, really high, all of a sudden it's got a you know almost a two point line shift, which is big. You know, if they see that, they might wait till last minute and then they dump a bunch of cash, and all of a sudden you'll see it shift back down a little. So they can change it up to the game starting. Right. And they can't you, change it in, as the game starts. Then you get into what's called in-play betting. But whatever you bet it at, you get it at. That doesn't change. Oh, so that doesn't change. Once, once I put in a bet, like right now, if I go bet the Knights to win in-game right now, they are minus 140. So I am laying $1.40. Which Boston just tied it up. Right. The so end now of the first. it's closer to like that game line. You're paying another yeah. 20 cents on the dollar from the pregame. Got it. Right. Um, but if I wanted to bet them right now, I could bet $140 to win 200, or I'll pay 240. You'd win 100, pays 240. Got it. But whatever I get it at, it authorizes right then and there. That's what it is. You don't shift like you don't play that limbo game. What you bet it at. So that's why like injuries are so big, right? When all of a sudden you know, so and so blows their ACL in practice, and you're their big stud quarterback. 
all yeah. of a sudden lines will come off the board. They'll, t- they'll call them off or, you know, things like that where there's injuries happen or a suspension happens or something. You'll see massive line shifts or you'll see them just take a game off the board completely. And a lot of times when that happens too, your bet will actually be refunded because it's no longer a, a valid line. Did you see any changes with the whole AB thing going from the Raiders to the Patriots now to unemployed? Um, <laughs> Maybe I just never believed enough in the Raiders at the time. Uh, they're, they're still, they're still. Come on uh, now. I mean, just futures bet. I mean, I mean, he really didn't play. Yeah, um, yeah, so, he never played for the uh, technically for the Raiders. So, uh, so really, as far as like game to game shifts or seeing him go out a game or something, um, I, I mean, I wasn't looking really intently at his um, his stuff. His, you know, it, well, as the Raider, the Raiders futures bets, I wasn't looking real intently at that. So, but I mean, there may have been a shift, but I. I believe, I want to say I heard we were looking at one of the one of the sports talk radios. They were talking about it, and it, there was a very minor shift. Not 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 much. Not that much. Now, um, so when guys put a lot of money on, like an old man who puts three million dollars on the Houston Astros to win the World Series, sure. he's all over the news. He shows up in cash in the suitcase. The guy's like. <laughs> Doesn't he own a furniture store in Houston or something like that? Or he's yeah. that he like Big Al's or something. I, I've seen I've seen a name for it on the ticker tape. Below. Yeah. So so he puts that large amount down. It's right. all over the place. Does that change it up a little bit? That kind of money with does that change the odds of the Astros really making it to the game? Well, that being a futures bet, it, it may shift it or impact it, but it'll be very slight because you know there's so much more to go. If you're talking a weekly game, you're talking yeah. about something that's going to happen. Right. So, so like, no matter what, the, the Pats are going to play this Sunday. Yeah. Play. I didn't even look. So. But you know what I'm saying? The, the Dolphins will play this Sunday, no matter what. So if someone comes in and bets $10 million money line or even a, the spread, whatever it is, against, uh, I think they played, a, I don't know, it's the Redskins made this week. But anyway, if they put a ton of money on that, that, that it's going to shift. That's going to shift Got for it. sure. And it'll be a bigger shift than you'd see, like, in a futures bet. Okay, so you bring it up. Redskins just fired their coach. Does that will will coaching like that affect the line a little bit at all, or does it does it mess with them? You mean, or you're talking about the Redskins? Yeah, just, just what what where did you? Uh, obviously, he's got Will's got a little smile on his face, so I'm thinking he uh, he he's he's putting some money somewhere along with either against or for Dude, the Redskins. There we. I was gonna say I think I think the the smirk was more. Um, I, I don't. Know I don't know what I'm talking about. No, no, no <laughs> not at all. No, uh, not to you know, bag on any Redskin lovers out there, but you guys are a little beyond repair this season. I think we've seen that, you know. And there's I only ten of them. There, down. There's, there's, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I think that um, you, sure, will will you maybe see some shift in that? Yeah, I mean now you've got you know a, a, you've got an offensive coordinator, whoever is coming up as an as an interim. Um, you might see some shift, but I mean, they've been historically this year not very good. So you know, you might see a pretty common line that you have seen all year. Well, well, not so much for like the Redskins, but say coaching or staff changes for like a team that's like really doing good. Sure. Say something happens and Belichick is no longer the coach of the Patriots. Well, I mean, I think that would be huge. That, that would take. Wouldn't that job. change things up? Oh, I, I think you'd see prop no. bets everywhere of oh, yeah. who would lose to the Patriots now. I think you'd see prop bets of, uh, I mean, yeah, Belichick is more than just a one-team variable. I mean, he affects the entire NFL. Yeah. Um, but I think with the Redskins, I think with their coaching change, I, I, I think I've heard this in past years. There's a stat out there that shows, like, what the consequence of, like, the record of teams after a coach being fired mid-season. And I want to say that they probably win. And I think this is just going off the database. I think they win that first game coming off of a coaching change. Because one of the things they talk about is all the players actually amp up their service. Oh, I believe that. Because now they're they're not just – now they're basically re-interviewing for their job with whoever the coach is going to be. And so they need to bring it to another level. And so I think that that stat, uh, you know, I think is pretty high on teams after a coaching change because then everyone goes, 
oh, man, that coordinator's doing so well. Why don't we just keep him as a coach and keep going? And they don't realize the dynamics, the culture that's going on on the backside is is they're all reapplying for that for their jobs because they know another coach comes in, it doesn't matter how well they're doing, that may not be their philosophy. His position may completely change overnight. Well, it's the same thing with baseball. I think I, – I don't know what the numbers are, but I guarantee when a manager gets ejected, those players come out and they start playing. It well, doesn't, well, it doesn't really mess with all the podcast, but everything kind of reverts back to baseball around shorty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I've just been around shorty enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's the same thing at work. Everyone wants to talk about football. And I'm like, how do you, how do you get your head? I mean, don't get me wrong. Football's fun. It's, it's fun to watch. I'm, I watch the games too, don't, but no it, one talks soccer with me. So, but at the same time, dude, it's like, <laughs> dude, this is baseball. This is the best time in baseball. Tell me that game, the Bray, uh, the Braves and the Cardinals, how exciting that was. Going into the 10th, I mean, dude, it was a total battle. I love that kind of stuff. I don't think it was played here, so I don't. I, I haven't heard one person talk about it. Are you for reals? <laughs> Come on now, man. <laughs> what do you mean one person talk about it? Yeah, it's dude. been a couple of days since I seen you, so I was like, "Well, I know Shorty's oh, going to talk on. about when I see him next." So, so I don't even need to know. watch highlights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to talk about. You know, I, I think uh, I, I do agree with what you're saying. You know, I think that um, players tend to think, "Well, I'm," you know, they may not be covered under someone. You know, who they may have had a favorite quarterback who was kind of under that coach's arm forever, and now they're gone. So I think that is part of it. But I generally think that if the coaching change is made or some kind of staff change that big is made. Generally, I think there's more discord in the organization than that. And generally, you got a pissed-off locker room or, or whatever it is. See, that's what know. I would think. Because, um, like, I mean, for Manchester United, you know, I think this is a really, really good example of what we're talking about because they had for three, four years, we had Jose Mourinho. And I never liked the guy. You know, he's won at the Premier League level, He's you know, which is, you know, championship top flight in England. You're right. And, um, you know, won, won championships with Chelsea. But when, you know, when we got him, we started off all right. You know, we had good personnel in place, though. And, um, but it went very downhill very quickly. And then finally, when they finally sacked him, and they brought in um, old Gunner, who was our interim and who has been signed now, the first four or five matches after, we were unstoppable. You know, but I think there was more of the shift change in the locker room where the players wanted to play now for someone. They were, you know, they, they got rid of that cancer out of their locker room that was bringing them down. And I mean, and you could see it in, in, in interviews, you know, where he's dragging down the team and down talking players. And so I think that I think that's part of it, too. Uh, you know, I think that there's generally a I think there's, you know, a more macro level problem at that point yeah then then just oh i gotta re-out try out for my job is it's like everyone's like oh maybe i actually want to play for someone now because maybe i'll get the respect or, or whatever that you know. yeah and i think that at, at any level i think at some point players have to you know they there's something that clicks and says hey you know what i want to play today you know maybe i can't win the super bowl maybe i can't win the championship but on some small level i'm gonna make my stats Right. Oh, yeah. And and I think that's and, and like I, I agree with you, like playing for someone, dude, that lights a fire under you. So it'll be interesting what goes on with the Redskins, because right now beyond their job, they really don't. And on the flip side, though, they have a safety net. Right. They already have their contracts in place. I'm in contract. They're making their, you know, nine hundred and fifty to three million dollars. And then, you know, where they go from there and, you know. And so, you know, like, just talk about any, every Dolphin player right now. Like, who wants to put that on their resume? Hey, I was on the Dolphins, you know, in 2019, <laughs> I mean, you know. I'd go be a kicker for him. Yeah. If, if you're listening. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? I just thought of that movie, that Jim Carrey movie, The Kicker from the Dolphins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Laces out, Dan. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, that's where my mind runs to. That's but anyways, I, I, I find it interesting how much – these kind of events from player injury to even locker room changes, like from staff to all that stuff affects somewhat of your betting line. Yeah. It, it, and, and for a true sports fan uh, to, to follow everything of the game, not just if your favorite team wins or loses, but you follow every aspect of that team. That's where you become a better gambler 
for for that. So I mean, I, I can see why these diehard sports fans. I I've changed in the last few years of playing fantasy sports from diehard team fans to I started to become fans of players and fans of situations that affect my fantasy team. I would I'm I find myself watching games I thought I would never watch because I have a pitcher on one team and I got a couple hitters on another team and I really want to watch to see how they're going to do because I'm playing a guy that's talking a lot of smack on Yahoo sure. and I want to beat him, yeah. you know. Well, it was nice seeing you start that Bryce Harper fan club. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yahoo auto-drafted that guy for me, yeah, yeah, all right? Sure. And he did nothing. Well, no, he didn't. I, I, I can't say that. He did good. He did all right. He did all right. I can't, can't talk too, too much smack on a local boy. <laughs> but, uh, well, so, Will, what quick question is, is like, when did you start sports betting? Like, when did it become a little bit of a more of a passion for you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. When did, like, when did it switch to? It's called 21. It's called the law. <laughs> yeah, One more time. No, <laughs> yeah. no um, I remember, you know, when being a kid and my dad would be like, hey, just, you know, pick three teams that you like or something and let's see if we agree, you know. And then, like, it would even go down to where, you know, he'd get, like, a parlay card and be like, hey, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And, like, that was awesome. Right. You know, and then from there it just kind of grew and it was – and I would say part of it probably became just as much a habit um, as to, where, like I said, if I go to a game, right, like the first thing I'm doing, I'll pull out William Hill. You got to right. see yeah, the lineups, sure. you know. Or – Walking into a bar, like, that's got to be one of the worst things. I've got multiple TVs on the sports. I will bet on something just because it's on. You know what I mean? Just because it makes me it makes me watch it, though, too, right? And like you right. said, it's like having a fantasy league where you pay attention to players. Yeah. Now you're watching it with a little more entertainment value. Or maybe you'll pay attention a little bit to this, that, and the other more, right? Like one of my, one of my biggest that I like to bet is women's tennis. Wow. Okay. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Um, and, and explain. And I, I get I get explain. told a lot. I get I hear a lot about it, especially at work from the guys and you know, and even the people that I bet with. But I mean, I heard about your Sharapova shirt that you <laughs> <Yeah>. had. <laughs> Sharapova wins every time. I yeah. wondered what that meant. <laughs> um, you know, it, it's just something I, I grew up uh, around tennis because my parents. My mom was a diehard tennis player. Yeah, because you don't look tennis. like a tennis player at all, by the no, way. No, I probably don't act like one either. <laughs> For those watching our YouTube channel, uh, Will does not look like a tennis player. So, um, I, I just grew up around it more, and I and I always enjoyed it. And I, I guess I paid a little more attention to it than most. And it, but that's one of those sports again where um, the favorites are real heavy. You know, you gotta you gotta lay the chalk, so to speak. They're expensive yeah. favorites. Um, but the more you pay attention to it, and, you know, that's a situation where you get into some parlays. You know, you might start, instead of just betting a single person, laying some extra chalk, you don't feel like getting that expensive. You might take two players who you really feel good about moving on, you know. Especially in the first rounds, you're going to get massive favorites with, you know, with your favorites. Because they're going to be playing, you know, in, in a bracket. Right. So you're playing high seed, low seed, and you're going to get real, real big. So you may put two or three together there, and the payout may be... Two to one, you know. I mean, I think I hit uh, I hit a three team a three leg tennis bet the other day, and the payout on that was only like two and a half to one kind of thing. So, you know, which is not big for like if you bet a spread in football at minus one at minus <clears throat> one ten, you're gonna have a much bigger payback on that. So, quick question. So we just had I don't know if you knew this, but the loss we just had the very first uh, Las Vegas pickleball open. Did you know that? I didn't. So have you, you played pickleball? Because because it's probably not on William Hill. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you: Is it, it? I noticed on ESPN that they have handball uh, shows. There's actually a whole environment growing around pickleball. So it's considered the fastest growing sport. One of us at the table is pretty good at pickleball. Um, of course, I'm a ginger, so I have an added advantage. So because I'm good the at lack everything. of life. Yeah, <laughs> Not just, that's right. Because I, because I glow at night. <laughs> so, uh, so you haven't seen any pickleball plays yet? No, I haven't. But I will say, I remember hearing about it the first time, and now I see it everywhere. Like, yeah, so do I. I go. I went back to um, Idaho uh, to play in my uncle's member guest the, this last June. Yeah, and we look out over there as we're warming up, and I'm looking at these people, and I'm like, oh, they're on the tennis court. 
they're not playing tennis. And I go, is that pickleball? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's huge here now. He said, you get that. He said, people are not people are buying tennis memberships at the country club. Just to play, play pickleball. Yeah. So uh, it looks fun. Want to give a little like shout a out to the Derby Street Pickleball Club uh, where I'm a member. And we play two to three times a week. Nice. And we play from the, the nine. Derby Street Pickleball Club. I play get from it. Uh, nine uh. to about 1130 on uh, Mondays and Thursdays if anybody would like to come out and give us a little run for our money um yeah so we 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 started off and and it's been fun i rain i'd say snow but i mean really we don't really have snow here but uh we play in some pretty incremental weather and it just makes the game that much more interesting so shout out to jeff Sorensen, right correct yeah. shout out to, to jeff Sorensen. One of the coaches of Nevada's finest uh, little league baseball teams, the Nevada Spartans, who just won another medal at uh, some little league U uh, twelve baseball uh, tournament this weekend. So, yeah, uh, I have a brother in law who's really big in the pickleball. He lives in St. George, and he's always posting these big tournaments he's in, and it looks like a good time, man. It looks like a good time. But uh, okay, so that sparks another question. You like women's tennis. I do. What is the craziest bet you've ever put money on? Like legally put money, not not a bet from a buddy like, hey, I, I, I like dare you to do from, this here. From Adam. You know? Yeah, exactly. Which is generally pretty easy. Yeah. Very easy. <laughs> Very easy. I don't have a lot to give away. Uh, but serious, like a legit William Hill type bet, what's the – What's the craziest bet you've ever put money on? Not just on women's tennis? Not just on oh, women's tennis. Yeah, I don't think women's tennis is, is is that big. I don't think it's very popular. I don't think a lot of people no. know about it. No. I mean, I, I know women's tennis is out there, but I didn't. I, I mean, it's not like you're watching it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't even know there was lines, like, except for maybe like Wimbledon or the French, like the big The big Grand stuff, Slams. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, I you, didn't you know you. bet WTA every week. Wow. Really? Oh, yeah. Um, craziest bet all right so i do craziest bet i do have a good story um i was watching baseball thank god it's baseball (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you got my attention now um and the angels were playing the twins and it was bottom eight and i was looking in play and the angels bottom eight twins were up and the uh I'm sorry. Let me turn that around. It was the other way around. The twins were in the bottom. So they're ahead too. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, okay. So I look at the in-game bet, right? And I'm looking on there. It says the other side's plus two and a half. And I'm thinking, oh, sweet. So I can hit that no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going, going, looking. So I'm trying to hammer that bet because I'm like, you literally can't lose, right? Yeah. Because the angle in the bottom, if they're plus two and a half, no matter what, I'm getting the two and a half on the top. So good to go. So I start hammering this bet, and I'm sitting there trying to get plus, trying to get plus. Well, when when the spread goes away at some point, which is generally in the ninth inning, so it's going into the ninth inning. I think I'm going to catch one and just beat William Hill out of this free money. I think I had 400 bucks in my account. And I'm sitting there smashing it, smashing it, smashing it. Well, the line shift up one, and I'm hitting the wrong bet now, and I didn't even realize it accepted. And it was at the time it was plus like 250. So I'm like, man, that's better than two to one. So, <laughs> going in there, right, all of a sudden I'm hitting money line, not plus two and a half anymore, money line. So, I've got the twins now who are losing by two in the top, <laughs> in the, in the top of the ninth, right? <laughs> losing by two. And I'm thinking, here I go from thinking, okay, because no matter what, we go three up, three down. I got the extra half point. St. Louis doesn't even bat, or uh, not St. Louis, I'm sorry. Uh, Angels. 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 Don't even bat. We're good to go. Yeah. Now I've gone and it says sold. I'm like, oh, I nailed it. And then I look at the line. It says seven to one. I'm like, taking these idiots for all their money. <laughs> and I look. It says money line. I go, oh my god. You know. So now I'm yeah. sitting there like watching it. And I'm like, I I went from absolutely like, oh, I've got this. To now I'm livid. Like I'm ready to flip <laughs> the coffee table. I'm pissed off. Someone over at William Hills like, oh, I got this guy's money. <laughs> and he said, I'm taking all this guy's, guy's money. money right? Right. So so I got this $300 bet in there, and I'm like, well, time to go reload the account. Yeah. So I'm sitting there kind of watching it on GameCast, and there's a single hit, and then another single hit, 
And then a broken bat single to right field, two runner score. I'm like, oh. Wait a minute. It's tied. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Solo home run. They're up one. I'm like, oh, sweet. Inning ends. Or well, half, the top half ends. Right? Yeah, so yeah. So we're going to the bottom now. So now I'm watching this game. In, like, Profusely most, sweating. And I'm pulling my hair out. Like, I'm not wearing a shirt. I don't know where one of my shoes is, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so it comes up. First batter strike. I'm like, yes. Second batter comes up. Single. I'm like, all right, still alive. Still yeah, alive. yeah. Second batter comes up, broken bat, kind of single, just single out to right. Runner Two first on. and second. Like yes. Yeah. So <laughs> now I'm sweating a little hard. Next batter, strikeout. I'm like, oh, two outs. All right, runner in scoring position. We can sweat this. We can sweat this. Yeah. Who comes to the plate? Mike Trout. Oh. So at that Big point. Big money, Mike Trout. At that point, I'm pretty much just ready to just walk out the door and leave the phone, right? Strikes him out. Wow. So I go from, hey, I got this locked in bet. I'm going to like double my money, be great, to winning $2,400 on an accident. An accidental bet. But I bet I never would have taken. But I was so busy trying to beat William Hill out of it. And I was rushing, 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 not paying attention. And bam, money line. Yeah. Oh, no. So that that's a roller like, coaster of emotions. It, and it was. And, and I mean, in minutes. It was, it was, it was a matter of 15 minutes. And, uh, but that was, I would oh, say, man. I would say that's probably my craziest story of a bet. Like I said, I had, I had us winning the Golden Knights winning the Pacific Division our first year at forty to one. That's probably my biggest like odds win that I've ever taken. But, yeah. You know, and then that William, uh, that William Carlson goal that went between his legs and the Sharks. That was to yeah. win that bet for me. Oh wow. And I had money on that game, so I really just kind of doubled that one up. But, but craziest one was definitely, definitely watching that uh, that Twins Angels game. And we just watched Boston, after the first intermission, come back and put a put a puck on net. Now they're up 3-2. That was such a bad play, too. Such a bad play. Giveaway in the neutral zone. Yeah. Yeah, it's poor. And then a one-on-one against Flurry, which I don't Jeez. believe Flurry's having a great game, but, Is you know. Is it streaming? Yeah. You got it up to date? Well, this just says that you're two minutes behind and Boston scored again. Just Four came two. through. Just came oh, through on my phone. Well, I don't hey. know if that's real. Maybe, I mean, I've seen I've seen them screw up stuff like that all the time. Like, I mean, I've seen them do other other games and weird stuff. That well, I had to restart it, so I'm I'm not sure where it's at. I used to do that. I said we don't like your your streaming service, so. I oh. I used to do that to my son all the time. We would watch baseball. We would stream it, and then I'd get an update on my phone. I said, "Hey, son." What do you want to bet he's going to smack a home run? No, he's not. I want to put a dollar on it. <laughs> so we bet a dollar right there, and then boom, he, the next pitch, he's, how do you know that, Dad? It's like, dude, I just know. I can see it in his eyes, and I play it off. <laughs> I but, can tell by the way he's gripping Yeah. I got it. Thank goodness for ESPN updates. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't wait till he hears that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he listens to my podcast. I, I don't know. A lot of, we're getting a lot of followers out there. We're so. starting, man. We're starting. We're getting there. We're starting to grow, man. We're really glad you came out, man. Yeah, this well, is, this is fun. Awesome. Me. Yeah. And, and uh, we'll have you on again. We'll talk about this again, man. Because I, I, I guarantee, like, we've gotten a lot of feedbacks on uh, people on the podcast, some questions and stuff like that. And I've talked to other people. And some of the, the questions that we've asked you about sports betting, those, those guys have this exact same questions. Sure, sure. You know, I mean, w- and we've talked about this before that this town is really becoming a a sports town. I mean, this we're growing with uh, the Knights, with the Raiders coming, with things happening, the WNBA, uh, the Aviators going going to their playoffs and stuff like that. Things are happening, and and I think those citizens here in this valley are really kind of coming close together. You've been to Knights games, man. They're dude, they're on fire. Oh, yeah, like like there's so much fun. To be there, and uh, so I think with this growth, I think a lot of people are out there like, man, I've never really gotten into sports betting, but now I want to get in on all this. You know, I want to be, and, and it, I think that's a way for fans to feel like they're a part of the game a little bit. You know, you you put something down on the game, and then now you, you kind of have a little bit of ownership to the game, if yep. that's the best Four way to two. describe it. Man, you the Knights know? are playing horrible right now. Playing horrible so that was pretty ridiculous bad 
It is felt it, like it was. They were. It felt like the Bruins were on a power play, yeah. and uh, on our side of the ice. So, I mean, it looked look at this. Had, Watch they had, this. What, two, they had oh, two, right there. Two giveaways Easy. in the defensive. Oh, two zone. giveaways. It's like taking candy from a bear. Look at that. Doesn't that look like a power play right there? I mean, look at everyone that. there is lost. Dude. I mean, everyone was trying to recover. Look at yeah, look at that. Look at that straight line. There was no no check. Right in the corner. All right. Well, Will, I really appreciate it. This was fun. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, thanks for having me. And like, I mean, like I said, I'm sure you probably hear some other questions that will come up. So stuff yeah. we didn't cover got sidetracked over top. Yeah, we'll so. definitely do this again, and we'll, we'll have a game on or something. How about next time we watch a baseball game? Probably be over by then. Nobody wants to watch baseball. It takes too long. <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Just telling you, give me most of the feedback. That's what everyone says. You used to coach my son in t-ball. I know, and it's like a part-time job. <laughs> That's why I, when I, I took like my son home, been the operative word there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Everyone's like, T-ball's like babysitting with bats. Man. I'm like, hey, do you want to do you want to coach baseball? No, no. I said, I, I'm not retired. Uh, you, you. It's kind of a part-time, full-time job. And uh, I, I told my son, I was like, hey, did you really want to play baseball? He said, no. I said, oh, we're not going back. So, oh man. So, uh, well, the, uh, the the one thing we we mentioned was how how excited it is with ice coming to Henderson. Yeah, yeah. On Water Street, I think that's going to be huge for the youth and that kind of thing. Speaking of, do you hear the rumor that Oakland threatened to give us the A's? That also. Yeah. Threatened us? <laughs> Why would they threaten us? Don't threaten us with no, the, the good A's time. Are saying they're going to come here. Yeah. Because Oakland won't drop whatever lawsuit they have or whatever weird. Whatever it is, but I heard this morning on the radio on the way to work that apparently we might be getting the A's. Well, we'll, we'll take them. Mm. I become an A's fan. I'm all about the local, all about it, man. Yeah, me too. No, you're I, not. But I don't want transplant um, teams. If, will, if will, the Raiders, will, well, wait a minute. Who's got wait night swag on tonight? <laughs> wait a minute. Who, who's I got mean, night swag on tonight? I mean, I get it. Oh, come, come on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does have a Vegas hat on. Uh, aviators. aviators. I don't even think he went to a game. That's baseball. Did Serious? He even, did he even go to a club? How, how do you see there? anyone from the game when your high seats are up there? You oh. sit in the box seats every single time you go. I'm down with the common folk. I am common folk. Hey, if he got it, he flaunt it. Yeah. Dude, so. Dude, the food is better up there, too. Do you have a chocolate fountain up there? Yes. I don't want to hear it, then. You're yeah. not with the common folk. You got a chocolate fountain at a baseball game. I just stand at the bar the whole time. Not going. Yeah. It's, it's a great venue. It is a great venue. Better when you're not sitting next to you, I guess. So, Wow. How about we do a podcast from the pool? We should. That would be fun. Yeah. Get Rooftop Realty to cut up the $2,000. Yeah. Get 50 of our friends. Is that all it is? It's 2000 bucks, And you could, I think it holds 50 people in the pool area. I believe it is. I think I... I don't I, know. I saw a lot more than 50 people there last time I was there. Just saying. I mean, that does look kind of I think they give you 50. Yeah. I, I, I think that's partially food. I don't know if it's drink because there's a bar in like the pool area. Kind of Something like yeah. that. I don't think that's that bad. You get 50 people. Is it 40 bucks a person? Yeah. Break it down. Or you oh. get your rich friends that have box seats. <laughs> I love the A's. <laughs> no, it's nice. Fan. Yeah. Wrong side of the day. I couldn't be an A's fan. Really? I'm tired. I don't want transplant teams anymore. I want it to be just like this. Yeah. I want, I want expansion or bust. Yeah, exactly. That's I, what I feel I don't too. care if we're good at all. I don't care. If we were the worst team in the league, I don't care. I will I will happily buy more swag. I will I will buy whatever the jerseys, whatever the hats are, and I will support an expansion team way more than I would. Will I go to a Raiders game? Yes. They're not going to play the Niners. So, yeah, I'll go. Sure, I'll cheer. Will I go to an A's game? Yeah, because I like going to baseball. But am I going to be an A's fan? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I, no, I see what like you're saying. Dodgers came there through, is. I, I would no. <laughs> but that's different. Look, <laughs> I agree. There's something magical about the Knights and being a a uh, expansion team. I get it. Uh, Vegas Brand, born. Vegas yeah, born. Vegas born. That's magical. You can't take it away. I agree totally, hundred percent. But at the same time. It's just, to me, it's exciting to have local teams. So even if the local teams are a transplant team, if it gets a team here, man, I'm all over it. I mean, I don't disagree. All over it. I'm just saying. I'm just excited. Give me a chance, and I want 
I want my own team. I want to get you out of the Seahawks jersey. Put a Raiders jersey on. Um, have a little class will just because we always win. <laughs> What's our record this year? Uh, four and one. Four and one? Yeah. Did it? <laughs> Dude, that's a sign that we probably should end. Anyways, man, thank, uh, thanks for uh, for all those guys who subscribe. If you found us, please hit the subscribe button. Uh, leave, leave us a comment. Find us on the Instagram, YouTube, uh, and uh, tell your friends about us. Yeah. And uh, and check us out, man. But thanks for listening. <laughs>